What is up, guys? It is the Blue Bloods, and I'm sure you guys saw the name, y'all saw the thumbnail, and you know you all are excited for this guy. We got Nebraska and SMU transfer, current Grambling State commit, Cam Jones. This guy was an all-district, all-American in high school coming out of Mansfield, Texas. He's played at all levels of college football, and he's coming to play for the man Hugh Jackson this year in the SWAC, where Grambling has a lot of positive momentum on the recruiting trail and on the football field. So, Cam, appreciate you hopping on the show, man. Man, I appreciate you having me, man. It's honored to be here. Absolutely, but man, we got to go way back. Texas high school football, and I already know. Listen, you're the third straight Texas high school player I've had on the show, and as we know, man, everything's bigger in Texas, and we know how you guys feel about Texas high school football. Do you think high school football in Texas prepared you for the college football grind better than another state of high school football? Uh, Yeah, definitely. I think that, I mean, most of the people that we see right now um, that are, you know, big players for these out-of-state teams are guys that came here from Texas in this DFW area or, like, East Texas area. So I feel like, um, man, the competition I played growing up, you know, from freshman year all the way to senior year was just uh, amazing. A lot of those dudes are in the lead now, and uh, I trained with a lot of those dudes. So I definitely felt like that prepared me uh, a lot more than many states could have provided. Absolutely. I mean, you see some of those Texas high schools, you guys have like six, seven NFL players on a high school team and it, it doesn't even make sense. It's not fair. Yeah. But for you, uh, but but for you, man, four star coming out of uh, out, out of high school, a highly recruited player decides to go to Nebraska. But outside of Nebraska, what teams were recruiting you the hardest and what was your recruiting process like out of high school? Um, I mean, out of high school. So, yeah, um, like, as you know, I graduated from Mansfield High School my senior year, uh, but my whole high school career was spent at uh, Euless Trinity High School until that last season. Um, I mean, I could, a lot of schools recruited me heavy coming up. I had, like, 40 to 50 offers. Um, but the thing that did kind of uh, slow me down in the recruiting trail was my grades in high school. They did uh, kind of slow me down. So it uh, limited some opportunities, but – I had like I feel like I had a lot of coaching changes because uh, I used to be committed to UCLA for the longest time, and then Jim Mora uh, and his staff got fired literally like I want to say two weeks before I signed, and uh, after that it was Nebraska, Ole Miss, um, Baylor, and um, and I think like some other schools. There were a lot of other schools, but those were my main ones right there, and uh. Yeah, it was it was fun. I got recruited a lot coming out of high school. It was a fun process. Right. And so you wind up in Nebraska Manor at Nebraska. What were the factors that led you to Nebraska and why'd you decide to sign with the Cornhuskers? I definitely say um Scott Frost was a still is an amazing guy, an amazing coach. I feel like he he has the potential to do a lot of things at Nebraska still to today. You know, a lot of people, you know, are half and half on what he's done, but I still think he can do amazing things at Nebraska. And uh, just visiting Nebraska uh, when I did, it was, it was amazing. Like I've still, till today, I've never felt an atmosphere like that uh, in a football stadium. And uh, just the love and uh, family-like atmosphere I had got from the moment I even got a Nebraska offer, um, it really made me feel comfortable in those two weeks that I was, you know, decommitted from UCLA and looking for a home before signing day. So. That's why. 
Oh, man, I like it. So you decide to transfer from Nebraska, man. Walk me through how how different was the recruiting process from high school to when you decided to transfer in the transfer portal? So, come, I mean, in high school, I feel like – I mean, I feel like it was both – it was really the same for me because I wasn't really – I never went to, like, a camp before and then. So all my high school offers were literally off of what you see is what you get, uh, which was film. And I feel like that was the same way in the um, in the portal the first time because I feel like I was in the portal right before the portal was like a huge thing, um, and when that happened, uh, I feel like uh, it, was, it was just not really too much big of a difference. I feel like then more than you know what you're looking for, rather than uh, in high school, you know, you're kind of just going off for of different things, mm-hmm. right? And, and I mean, a lot of Grambling fans know you from your time at SMU, which was your most recent stint. What led you back to SMU after you left Nebraska? Uh, the reason for me leaving Nebraska is really why I ended up at SMU. Uh, I was coming home for family things, you know, because I was only at SMU for uh, almost a semester. I mean, at, at Nebraska for a semester. Uh, so I was coming home for family emergency issues and uh, stuff like that. And Coach Dykes and his staff were amazing. I mean, really, Coach Cos. Coach Cos, our strength coach at SMU, was amazing. He uh, he got into my head quick, and then made me uh, pull the trigger quick. I, I wanted to go to a smaller school, you know, and stay closer to home, and uh, that was the spot to be. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, Sonny Dykes, you mentioned that staff was one of the most highly recruited staffs this past all season. So not surprised there to see, you know, how highly you speak of them. But, man, to to the reason we're here right now, man, what led you to Grambling State to end your career coming to the SWAC from SMU? Man, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I wish I had the courage I did now. in high school, I always wanted to play HBCU ball and uh, put on for HBCU teams or HBCU team. Uh, I just feel like coming out of high school wasn't, you know, trendy to do yet. And I feel like I wasn't, I just wasn't the person at the time to make the, you know, the first jump. And um, like I said, I had a great career. At, well, not a great, I had a good career at SMU, you know, went good. Uh, this past year, it took off a, a year because of my big mother passing and whatnot. And I felt like after the staff left, uh, Coach Dykes and them left uh, a year off from, you know, SMU and football, I just felt like uh, it was the perfect opportunity. I've seen a lot of people um, going to uh, HBCU schools coming out of high school, like big-time recruits and everything like that. And it just – I give credit to the, the younger guys because that really, like, inspired me to, to do something I always wanted to do. And um, I'm here now, and I'm just ready to, you know, do everything I dreamed of. Oh, man, I like it. I mean, that that leads me to this question, man. If if you had to look back, I mean, you could talk to your younger self in this one, or you can just talk to up-and-coming recruits. What advice would you give them on taking that chance that it's not exactly where you play, but it's what you do at the school, and taking that chance to go to an HBCU, go to an FCS school, if that's what they want to do? What advice would you give to your younger self and you know younger recruits out there listening? I mean, I give uh, I can say a million things. I would definitely say um, it's a new era. You can if you can play football, you'll be seen anywhere. Like you've seen if you watch the draft and after watch football, you see dudes and D twos and D threes get drafted. So many uh, NFL recruiters, and that's what I've learned uh, in college and being around. You know, in practices and all the NFL recruiters, so many recruiters. So if you can ball, um, you can ball anywhere, and they'll find you. 
Also, I would say, um, you know, why not an HBCU, you know, uh, especially for uh, people of the African-American descent, because, I mean, it, it's your people, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, not really uh, saying it's bad to go play for a Power 5 school, but, I mean, it's just your people. It's a different culture. I feel like they bring a different pride to it. And I just feel like uh, it's something that we really should take more pride in because, I mean, a lot of African-American players uh, are a majority of these big national football teams that everybody loves and everybody pays to see when they can go do this at a school that, you know, actually supports them on and off the field. And uh, that's something I tell myself and younger recruits that going to HBCU, it's not about, you know, the exposure. You're going to get the exposure if you ball. And, um, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's great to see black people uh, play and do things at these black colleges that did not have the best reps at football in the past couple of years. And it's just nice to see that. Yeah. Oh man, that, that was an amazing answer on that one, man. And one of the, you know, I know everyone gives Deion Sanders a lot of credit for coming back to Jackson State and coaching there, but you got a coach of your own that's got a pretty big name now, and that's head coach Hugh Jackson from the NFL back in the USC days. What are your thoughts, and how big of a role did Hugh Jackson play in getting you to come to Grambling? Uh, that's a big part of it. Well, it was one of the big parts of it because uh, one, of course, he's an NFL coach. Well, ex NFL coach. Uh, and I just love him coming back to, uh, like I said, Grambling, uh, when, you know, I feel like Grambling has so much potential and so much alumni status that this place deserves a winning football team. And uh, I just feel like what he told me and what he's preaching, you know, to everybody else is is real. And I feel like with the right with the right uh, staff and everything that Hugh Jackson needs, Hugh Jackson can be a very successful coach. Uh, I seen what he was doing at the Bengals and Browns, you know what I'm saying, on the NFL level. Wasn't the most spectacular thing, but you could see that he was a, a great quarterback guru, uh, a nice offensive mindset, had people on the staff that was nice, you know. So I just feel like he has a lot of potential as a college football coach. Oh, absolutely, man. You know, he, he just announced the staff not too long ago. Outside of Hugh, what coaches on the staff were recruiting you the hardest from Grambling, and how did they approach you? Kind of walk me through your recruiting process this past offseason. Um, so, this, I mean, it was really Coach Scott, I would say. Yeah, Coach Scott uh, recruited me hard, the hardest. Um, and uh, also, you know, my friend Maurice Washington went there, uh, Nebraska X and Nebraska Cornhusker as well. And uh, I have just a, a lot of friends and uh, family friends that went there and just told me a lot about it. Uh, I've been in the portal only for like a, maybe five days. Uh, I haven't really posted nothing. I had a lot of Power 5 offers to go back big time Power 5. Um, and I, I felt like this time I was like, you know, sometimes I was on the verge of like, dang, do I really want to go? Uh, you know, play in a smaller conference than what I've already planned in. And uh, do I really want to, you know, um, leave and go to my third school? Because what does that look like? Does that look like what you're leaving for or whatnot? But, I mean, I have film at SMU, so it does speak for itself. But uh, I think that, that Coach Scott and uh, the fan base and a lot of family friends is what got me to Grambling. And this this recruiting process this offseason was – I mean, this offseason was very smooth. I think this was my – I enjoyed this one the most, actually. 
Uh, man, I, I love to hear it. And I'm excited to see you do big things down there in Grambling. But, man, we got to get everyone to know exactly who you are as a player. So what do you think your biggest strengths are as a player? What do you bring into that Tigers team this offseason or this next season? Uh, I know ambition for sure. I mean, and passion for the game. I mean, I, when I play football, I feel like and been told a lot that uh, I bring a lot of passion. It's very fun to watch. So I know I'm going to bring a lot of passion to the game. Uh I've been away from it for a whole year, which is a lot to me. And uh, I'm just super hungry to get out there, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, to play for me, myself, my daughter, uh, my big mother that just passed. I have so much, uh, you know, motivation going into this year. It's a, it's going to be crazy. Also, of course, uh, you know, I'm known to be a heavy hitter. Uh, you know, I'm going to put put my head on the, on the ball. Uh, just the speed and uh, playmaking ability, I feel like uh, – is always what got me recruited so highly was how I can uh, cover the field back there at safety or move up to outside back or nickel back and hit and cover somebody. So uh, I definitely say my passion, uh, willingness to hit and just speed and playmaking ability is uh, what you suspect and be excited for uh, this season. Oh, man. Uh, I'm excited. Grambling's defense is known for being physical, fast, and so I'm sure you're going to fit right in. But looking at yourself as a player, man, which NFL defensive back do you think you model your game out of the most? Um, At this stage in my career, I would definitely say, because uh, it just depends, I've been in different type of defenses, but uh, now I kind of do, as I got older, I like kind of being in the box a little bit more as a safety. Um but also still covering. So I'll say like Jamal Adams. I mean, I don't really look up to nobody in the NFL, but I do like a couple styles. And I definitely like Jamal Adams style. I mean, they say he's not a cover guy or whatnot, but I mean, Jamal Adams makes plays and he's all over the field, can play many different things. And uh, I've literally lined up at corner outside, backer and safety. So I definitely say Jamal Adams. Oh, man, I like it. So I know you play safety, so not always one-on-one with someone, but if you're in the open field, what's the number one mistake a wide receiver can make against you? Uh, to try to go for a jump ball. There's no out-jumping me uh, or out-running <laughs> me. You know, I feel like you you best doing a double move or something, you know, to try to get me off my game because just trying to go off a of pure athletic ability, I feel like that's the worst mistake you can do. <laughs> I love it, man. He said you could try if you want, just though it's going the other way. So for you, man, I know I know different people have different pregame routines. So what is your pregame routine on game days? Uh, man, music. Uh, I always text. I wake up in the morning, uh, take a shower, play some music. Uh, I text my mom. I love her. I look at a picture of my, my daughter, kiss it. Uh, and then I just, the rest of the day, I listen to music and um, just Imagine myself making plays the whole time and these crazy type plays too. I imagine myself making these crazy type plays and um, that's it. I just uh, I take a relaxed, calm approach to the to the game day. I feel like. Oh man, I like it. So, man, wide receivers throw y'all under the bus all the time as DBs. I'm just gonna let you know. So for you, do you trash talk a lot during the game? Are you in the wide receivers? Are you talking to the quarterback? Talking to the running backs? How big of a trash talker are you on game days? Oh, I think I'm a, a very big one. Uh, I wouldn't be me if I didn't talk some trash. You know what I mean? Uh, but I feel like that's what makes the game fun, especially playing defense, man. Uh, because playing defense is ten times playing harder than playing wide receiver. You know what I mean? Uh, so to be able to have that confidence, you just really have to be confident. Trash talking 
it makes you confident. It really does. It, it boosts you up and it's like more so boosting yourself while getting to your opponent's head. So I'm a, a big trash talker. Big. Uh, Matt, I like to hear in DBs, every DB I've talked to, it's always, we got to talk trash on our side. That, yeah. That's the way to get the wide receivers out of their game. But Man, I know I, most people, I don't allow them to use high school players for this question, but since you played at Texas high school football, I've, I've had to open it up because I had a guy who played with Jalen Waddle, and he had to give me that guy as yeah. the answer. But who's the best offensive player you've ever faced? Oh, who I, that I faced? Uh, man, I'm easily say Colin Murray. Fresh, my freshman year, uh, I played safety. I started at safety freshman year at Uly Trinity, fourth round of the playoffs. We were beating uh, Allen. I want to say like 28 to 10 at halftime. Colin Murray was supposed to be banged up uh, going into half. He came out of halftime and scored five total TDs. So uh, <laughs> Colin Murray is definitely the best uh, the best offensive player by play. I definitely can give uh, honorable mention to um, – dang, what's the kid's name? He went to OU. Uh, Trajan Bridges, he was an amazing high school player. Uh, there's a lot more I can name, especially from when I was younger and they were older. Those were some, some dogs. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Kyler Murray is a strong answer. I will have to say, because, I mean, arguably the greatest Texas high school quarterback of all time. It's, it's no argument. <laughs> <laughs> He's shut it down. Shut it down, man. I, no I like it. Uh, that, guy's a, that guy's a dog, man. But uh, So, we got to sw- switch back to the SWAC, man. What SWAC opponent are you most excited to play against? Uh, definitely Jackson State and uh, definitely, I want to say, uh, Pairview. Uh, yeah, definitely Jackson State. Is Pairview in the SWAC? In the SWAC? Yes. Definitely yes. them too. Yeah, so Jackson State and Pairview. Uh, Jackson State because you want to decrown the champs. I'm all about winning. I've not lost too many games in my college career, in my football career uh, till today. And um, it's just, I feel like it's something that we can do very quickly and that people don't. They probably think it's going to take two to three years, but we can really get this thing turned around fast. And so I want to de- dethrone the champs. And Prairie View, because uh, that's a big rival game, and I know everybody and their mama, they go to Prairie View, <laughs> including, like, most of the people on the team. Uh, one of my cousins play there. So it'd just be nice to get some bragging rights. Oh, yeah. And, they, hey, they're the division winners from last year, too, played Jackson State in the SWAC championship. So, like you said, got to take the crown from both. Got to take the division and then the conference. So yeah. I, I like I like the confidence. <laughs> but if you got to play schedule, you know, scheduler, what is one FCS non-conference matchup that you would want to play before graduating? FCS. Is the school I just transferred in there? No. Okay. No, they're, they're group of five. Group of oh, five. so that's group of five. So FCS. Um, who are we talking? Like uh, Charlotte or one of those? Are those power fives? I mean, uh, uh, Charlotte just moved up, but yeah, Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte is uh used to be FCS, maybe like North Dakota State, South Dakota State. Oh no, uh, yeah, definitely, like yeah, definitely. Uh, so was it North Dakota State that just won? Or yep. I would definitely want to play North Dakota State uh because of uh, the running back Terrence Williams, he uh T Mac, he just transferred from SMU. He was their main running back this year, leading Russia. Uh, I love to play them. Then uh, a lot of those guys. That's there now with walk-ons my freshman year at Nebraska. That's like a big thing to go to the Dakotas in Nebraska. But so I definitely like to play them. <laughs> oh man. Hey, nine national championships in eleven years, man. That's it's a different but yeah, Tameric Williams monster this year, by the way, too. That that kid is 
uh, all world over there. But man, going back to you can go to high school, you can go to SMU, Nebraska. What's the best stadium environment you've ever played in? Uh, well, since I've never actually played in a Nebraska game because I got hurt before that season, I'm gonna definitely go with uh, the best stadium environment I've ever played. I'm definitely gonna go with U.S. Trinity High School. Uh, definitely one of the most unique uh, traditions in high school football with the sippy towel or haka, whichever one you want to call it, depends the year. Uh, every home game nearly sold out for high school. You know, from the this side to the away side. So uh, definitely you at Trinity High School. Uh, that's not me debagging my uh, my Mansfield Tigers, but they had nothing on you as Trinity. So, yeah. Oh, but, you know, that's that's what I love about Texas high school football. They, only Texas high school football players can answer that question with a high school game. You couldn't play in any other state and give me a high school environment that rivaled an environment you played in college. Man. So I like, I like the answer, but these last two men – uh, a little bit more personal to you. So what are your personal goals for the 2022 season at Grambling? Um, one, I mean, of course, for the 2022 season, uh, just grow as a player, um, you know, learn more about offense, uh, you know, what offense like to think, what they like to do, learn more about defense uh, as much as I can, you know, um, and when he motions, what he about to do here, what he about to do there. Also, um, statistically, I would like to, at least lead the team in tackling or interceptions um, and really just do better than I've done last year, which last year I didn't do anything. So the goal is just me being here, and I'm just grateful to be back on the football field. Oh, man, I, I love to hear it, and I, I know you're going to do big things. But the last thing, man, what keeps you motivated year in and year out to keep coming back and doing this and, and playing your best football? Um. I just love being resilient, man. I, uh, what keeps me motivated? Uh, I definitely say football, man. I've been shying away from it, acting like I don't love the game as much, you know, with injuries, with the ACL injury I had and, uh, you know, being away from the game and stuff. Uh, it's definitely football, though, just the game itself, bro. I, I really love the game. I feel like people who don't play or don't love it to the extent really can't understand, bro. It's like a person love to me. I, like, love this more than a lot of people I know. And – uh it just was me, you know, watching film of myself, my old self, you know, from the first year at SMU and 2020 at SMU in Nebraska. And just regaining confidence again, you know, seeing me dominate or go make good plays against NFL players that play in the NFL right now. So I just love this game, bro. And I, I just I really want to be great at this game. I feel like this game made me and I'm, uh, you know, helping making it, you know. So I just would say football. I love football so much. So, yeah. Oh man, I, I I hear the passion, man, and I'm excited. So, man, Cam, we put this together in like eight hours, man. So I definitely appreciate you working with me. I know Grambling fans are ecstatic. I'm sure you've already felt the love. I mean, that all the posts that you've made, Grambling fans have been sending it to me in the DMs. I know a bunch of other YouTubers are like, man, do you know anything? Because I'm the FBI. I'm the I'm the one Slack channel that also covers FBS. So everyone texts me like, what do you know about Cam? What do you know about Cam? And I was like, we got to get them on the show. But appreciate you, man. But listen, this is your time. Plug your social media, give your shout outs, anything you want to say right now, man. This time is yours. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I definitely have to uh, say my Twitter, follow my Twitter account at uh, Cam Gonna Work 15, C A M uh, G O N E Work 15. Uh, same goes for Instagram. Uh, also, I would like to give a shout out to uh, 
my ex-teammate now, uh, teammate again, Maurice Washington. Um, I can't wait to see him play football again, bro. The game really does miss a player like him. And uh, I, I hate to see how things ended with him at Nebraska and all that situation. So I'm just glad the football gods gave that man another chance. So I just want y'all to support him and y'all keep out on your looks for him because he's going to do some amazing things, man. That, that guy's real special. And uh, shout out to Kyrie Payton, my mom. And uh, I do it for y'all and my family. So that'll be it. Oh, man, I love it. And I know a lot of people are excited for both of you guys coming in. And I'm looking forward to seeing y'all in the SWAC championship this year. And listen, I'll be down in the hole this year for some games on the sidelines covering, man. So we'll have to catch yeah. up at yeah. that, man. But good good luck on your season, man. Thank you for the show. But guys, go follow Cam. It's always support the players, man. The FCS gets, does not get enough attention. Go follow these guys. Stay tuned with their journey to the next level in the NFL. But for Cam myself, and the Blue Bloods guys. We are out for right now. Thank you all so much.